This is High Stakes from Gerard Phillips, Kate, and Hancock. Welcome back to High Stakes. I'm David Schifrin, and uh, I'm speaking with Dr. David Pate today. Dr. Pate uh, was most recently the CEO of St. Luke's Health System in Idaho and uh, just recently retired from that position and is now spending a lot of time focused on the COVID-19 situation that is unfolding. And so he's a good friend of the firm. We're incredibly grateful for him and the work that he's doing and also for the time uh, that he's taken out of his day to speak with us and, and just kind of give some insight into what he's seen from from his community and uh, across the industry. So Dr. Pate, directly to you, thank you so much for your time and, and looking forward to this conversation. Well, it's my pleasure, David. Thanks for having me. So let's start with what you're doing right now. How are you spending your time these days in uh, comfortable, quiet retirement? <laughs> <laughs> well, I had about uh, two weeks of uh, comfortable, quiet retirement. And then I received a call from the governor of Idaho uh, who asked me if I would uh, serve on his coronavirus working group, which I, of course, agreed to do not realizing that that would now become more time consuming than my previous job as the CEO of a health system. So I'm spending about 10 hours every single day of uh, the week, either in meetings about our preparation and response or reading about all the latest uh, developments and guidance, or uh, frankly, most of my time is responding to people that just uh, have questions and don't know how to apply the guidance to their daily lives or their businesses. So, so it's it's been a pretty full time, more than full time job. That's uh, amazing, and thank you again uh, to you and and so many people like you and uh, doing this work. So, with all of these these things happening simultaneously and so many different stakeholders involved, healthcare leaders hospitals, health systems need to be able to take steps to do something even around these issues that they may not have a whole lot of control over. And then at the same time, these organizations are are dealing with a wide range of scenarios. So with all of that, what's the opportunity for healthcare providers to be a voice of trust and to be able to present the right information at the right time and just sort of do what they can to, to manage the situation. Well, it's a great point, David. And I, I think that uh, as healthcare organizations and providers, we do have to realize there's a lot of limitations on us and there's a lot of things out of our control. But I think we have to focus on the things that are within our control. And in fact, some things that we may be uniquely uh, suited to fill a a gap. So, for example, and I hope that as we go through this, we are learning the lessons of what not to do next time or things to do next time, because there will be a next time. I, I don't think anybody is naive enough to think that we won't have another future pandemic. And this is our opportunity to step up. And particularly, um, as I mentioned, what I'm spending so much of my time with is people having questions that, frankly, 
the the guidance that is available out on websites, uh, the CDC or state governments, which is very good, but people don't know how does that translate to their daily lives or to their businesses. And it's a tremendous opportunity for hospitals and health systems to reach out, to be a source of information, to help people uh, with questions, to provide that trusted information. I don't mean for hospitals to become public health departments. That's not what I mean at all. And certainly we should be taking that kind of guidance from the public health departments. But we have a real opportunity to help our patients and the companies in our communities um, figure out what decisions they might make. And I think the other thing that this is an opportunity for is we've seen the public reaction. And of course, it's variable, but there are many who are fearful. And so those people understand the fear that they have. I think we have an opportunity to tell the community about our amazing physicians and employees. They come to work every day. They have, yes, they're more knowledgeable and and they may not have exactly the same fears that the public has, but we all know there's a lot of uncertainty about this virus, and yet they come to work every day. They take chances of exposing themselves because they care about our communities and they care about our people. And, and I think there's the opportunity to make incredibly powerful messages that we can send the communities about how we are here and how we are here to, to help you. So there's a lot of opportunities in the midst of a crisis. That's great, Dr. Pate. Talk about what that looks like very practically, what do the what does the C-suite and the marketing and communications uh, and the patient engagement teams need to be doing right now to take advantage of that and tell those stories? And how should they think about this in the moment? Yeah, great point. You know, I think the old adage, uh, communicate, 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 is really critical. And unfortunately, it's very challenging for the C-suite when they are having to react many times a day to changing circumstances. And of course, they have to be focused on the operations, the infection control measures, uh, you know, all these things. You know, it takes time to put together carefully thought out communications that are going to be effective, but it's critical. They, they really need to be putting through as much communication as they can, and they need to be doing several things. One is we need to be putting out facts and, and not fears, and we need to be clear when there are things that endanger our population and how we want to protect them. So, uh, for example, I have written uh, blog posts about some of the uh, spurious things being sold over the internet, uh, including home test kits that we have absolutely no understanding uh, if they have any accuracy at all. And in uh, other cases, I have seen things promoted that actually would be harmful to people. So, you know, taking those opportunities to commute, communicate to our communities, um, we need to be uh, communicating to our staff 
our appreciation to them. And we have to recognize that our staff is at all different levels. I can tell you that even in retirement, I'm having trouble keeping up with all the information that's coming out. And so certainly our frontline staff who are, are working, they're, they don't have time to keep up with all this. So we can be the folks that put together critical information that our staff needs to know and understand about this virus. We can put that out in little capsules that they can digest and we can keep them up to speed. And, you know, the biggest thing to calm fear and anxiety is knowledge. Uh, sometimes people spend a lot of times worrying about things that that's not what you need to be worried about. So let's, let's give them the facts. Let's acknowledge there are things to be worried about. Let's be honest and truthful, but let's express our appreciation and let's tell them what we're doing to, uh, make them safe and, uh, protected. And, and we also need to realize that, um, you know, some significant part of our workforce is not clinical at all, and they may have fears. So, uh, you know, we need to communicate uh, a lot. The other thing is we need to prepare. This is going to get worse before it gets better. And God forbid, but we know it's going to happen somewhere, someplace, that we're going to have uh, our one of our physicians or one of our staff is going to get COVID, and that's going to greatly amplify the fear of our healthcare workers. So we have to be prepared for how will we message that, and we've got to come across, of course, uh, compassionate and caring about our colleague, but at the same time reassuring to our our workforce. There's got to be frequent communication to our boards especially in those communities where our board members are pillars of the community. Everybody knows they're on the hospital or the health system board. People are going to be going to them because the, the problem again, and the reason why my phone goes like 10 hours a day is because people don't know where else to turn for answers. And so they'll be asking our board members and we've got to equip our board members with the key messages that we need them to help get us out into the public. So that's part one of my conversation with Dr. David Pate. In the second part, which is available now, we talk a little bit about the long-term implications of COVID-19, the way it could change the healthcare industry as a whole and the way that healthcare leaders can respond and begin to prepare even today. 